So today we're talking about the importance of speaking life. The yeah. importance of speaking life. Talking about confession. It's been said, and you'll see this kind of speech in the Bible, that Christianity is the great confession. It is the great confession. And so confession is one of the most important things for us to understand. The Lord's been bringing it up to me recently about the importance of that confession. I did not know, but you just spoke on the call (laughs) with some ladies this morning about confessions. So that's that's awesome. I had no idea. And uh, so the Lord has been bringing this up to me, and I felt like he said, today's the day. Um, But one of the things things that you see is that we come into Christianity by making Mm -hmm. a confession, by speaking. We were made in the image and likeness of God in Genesis 1, and and part of that means that we are a creative speaking spirit. So we're a spirit that creates also by speaking. Right? Yeah. And this is part of the reason why the devil wants people to shut their mouth. Mm-hmm. He wants mm-hmm. them to be quiet. That's part of the reason why the deception found in religion yeah. is to never say anything but just be quiet. Right. Because the devil knows yeah. the power within words. If you could if you could actually see it in the spirit, one of the things that I think I think it would be well represented uh, to describe it like this is that your word is a container that carries the power of God. It carries the supernatural power of God. So when you release words, you are releasing power, and you are releasing creativity. And if you think about it back in Genesis 1-1, how did God create? He spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. And so he created light by his words, right? We're made in his image and likeness, and a lot of people don't know this, don't understand it, because they don't really know the authority and the uh, ingenuity in their own creation and the value in their own recreated, born-again spirit. They don't know that. They don't know how important their words are. And so people use words all the time, you know. Um, one, One time I said, we were doing our first leadership training, and one of them, um, one of the statements uh, that that uh, we say in there is, uh, what is it where we're talking about? Uh, oh yeah, growth without change is impossible. You know, one of the biggest ones. Growth without change is impossible. And then I, so I'm doing the leadership training. We're at our first advance, and I text mm-hmm. Pastor Chris DeChaccio, who understands confession yeah. big time. He understands the word. He understands yeah. faith. And I texted him, and I said, "I said what we found is growth, growth without uh, change and coffee is impossible." Uh oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be funny, Uh-oh. but see, this is a problem <laughs> because I was making a confession and creating the wrong type of life. I don't right? know if I've ever heard the story. Oh, really? No, I and I was so. like, "Growth without coffee is impossible." Because remember, I think we had, I think. Somebody drew that on the board or whatever. And so I think I took a picture of it and sent them to him. And Pastor Chris writes back. I knew as soon as he wrote back, he goes, if you say so. And I went, oh, no. And I realized, oh, I missed it. Because what I'm saying in that, he goes, if you say so. And um, 
Love does not rejoice in another one's sufferings, but I really enjoyed <laughs> You didn't these know stories. the story? No. no. Yeah, that was great. Our very first leadership <laughs> advance. Growth without coffee is impossible. Uh-oh. He goes, if, if you say so. And, and this is a good question. If you're accountability on confession, if you say so, or is that what you want? You know. So what I was saying is we can't grow if we don't have coffee. Well, there's times where you don't have coffee. Do I want to stop growing? You know, and yeah. well, that may that doesn't make that big of a deal. Oh no, it does make a big deal. Yeah. It is important, mm-hmm. and uh, so it it's very important because you establish habits of speech. Yeah. Let let me just give you a, a word on this. Let me give you two scriptures. This is the first one, James one twenty six. James one twenty six. Uh. Would these notes have been helpful this morning if you'd have had these scriptures ahead of time? It was really nice of you to make these after I finished. <laughs> Thank you for that. I had to get them on my James own. James one twenty six. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, <laughs> this man's religion is worthless. Well, now, what does that tell us? That tells us several things. So he says, if you don't clean up what you say, your religion is worthless. So now yeah. let, me, let me ask you something. And in religion here, we're not talking about the negative side of religion. We're talking about your belief system, right? God just said by the Holy Ghost that without a proper confession, your belief system is broken. It has no value. The whole thing. Your belief system without proper confession has no value. That's what he just said. It's self-defeating. Yes. So what he's saying on the inverse of that is your proper confession means everything to how you believe. Yeah. Right? The proper Having the proper godly confession is everything to how you believe. Yeah. So yeah. people will say, well, that's not that important. Oh, no, no, no. It is very, <laughs> yeah. very important. Yeah. And uh, let's read a couple more here. Uh, Matthew 12, 36. This is in the King James. It says, but I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Make sure to put these uh, scripture references in the comments as well. Every idle word that men speak, they shall give an account of in the day of judgment. Every, every idle one. Yeah. Now, then that makes you say, well, what's idle? What, what does idle mean? And idle means, if a car is idling, that means it's running, but it's not producing motion, yeah. right? It's running, but it's not producing motion. It's not producing power. Idle literally in this verse means any, any unproductive word. Now watch this because this gets this this kind of gets over into our joking that we were talking about earlier and and there's some stuff that God can clean up in that way that's why we have to watch and be mindful of it but he basically is saying any unproductive word you'll be judged for so if it's not in some form or fashion producing for the kingdom he's saying you need to be slow to speak and yep. quick to quick to listen, right? Slow to speak, quick to listen. 
He says, any idle word you'll be judged for, any unproductive word. So if you think about it, I, he gave me this example. Every time we speak and those words are not producing, it's like taking uh, trash and throwing it on the floor. It's not producing anything. All it does is create a mess to clean up. It's mm-hmm. actually slowing you down because yeah. it starts to clutter. Because yeah. think about it, if I'm speaking words that are creative, but those words create something that's not really producing for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. They just get in the way, right? Yeah. And so we don't want to have these idle words. And then the last one, same verse, but in the message translation, says this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Yeah. Take them seriously. So we yeah. kind of, right from the get-go, we have some witnesses in the in the Scripture of how important our words are. And one of the things that you saw, if you heard us talking about Brother Hagen and you know, talking about working our faith and, and keeping our faith alive, uh, when we specifically the other day when we were talking about can we move God, yeah. right? Can we move God? One of the ways that you put the power of God in motion is with your words. Yeah. And, and one of the ways that you can take a promise of God, even if there's not like a great big revival move in your church, you can still have the motion of the power of God in yeah. your life by applying faith, but a part of that process is speaking the right things yeah. and yeah. confessing the right things. Yeah, well, I shared this morning a story that really helped kind of tie all the scriptures that we were looking at, all with uh, confessions. Though the time that I did it horribly, <laughs> but when I first started school, it was it was a ton of work. I was, and I know you you yeah. shared about this like a month or two ago. I was up until like one, two in the morning, a lot of weeknights for a long time, just back to back to back to back. Yeah. And it was a lot of work. I was giving it my all was the thing. I was truly giving it my all, trying to do everything in excellence. And it got exhausting. Yeah. So what it truly all started in my thoughts of physically, obviously it was exhausting. So I started to think on that of, I'm just so tired right now. Waking up, you know, I am just so tired, which no one would look down upon because it was true in the natural it was very true and people would start like just checking in like like everyone will do when you see them oh hey how are you and I started responding hey uh, I'm good really tired there's a lot been going on and I started responding every time like that then slowly kind of the hope drained out of my answer and I'm just tired and then oh I'm tired and then it got to a point where every time people would ask me that I would just immediately say tired. It was just a default. Yeah. Before I even actually checked, there were days where I actually got several good nights of sleep. I wasn't even physically tired. Yeah. But I just, it was such a default that I just started saying, I am tired. And like all of the hope was drained out of my thought life. All of it was drained out of what I was saying. And I got so exhausted, I could hardly function. Yeah. Like, I yeah. couldn't even hardly spend time with my family because I was so tired. Even if I was physically, like, there with them, I was just like a zombie, basically. And so, finally, I had the novel idea to be like, hey, Lord, what's up? And <laughs> I had such a great idea. This was years ago, years ago. And... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> it was yesterday. It was last no, week. Just kidding. <laughs> it really was years ago. And he was he was like, well, and he brought up now when people ask you, hey, like how are you? And you say, you know, whatever, that that's not like a super common thing, but he brought those specific moments up. I'm like, Lord, that's such a small thing. But he brought it up and showed me what I had been doing and how I had been confessing it. And I was kind of confused because I'm like, Lord, I understand like not confessing just negative things over your life. But I was like, this feels like the truth. I mean, obviously I'm tired. And I was like, I was just so exhausted and frustrated. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm just telling the truth. How can that be bad? And (laughs) he pointed me to the word and he showed me, this is my truth. Yes. No matter what my feelings are, I'm not led by my feelings. Yeah. My yes. feelings are not the truth. And no matter what my feelings, no matter how real they feel, that is still not the truth that I speak. So yeah. in those moments, I did not need to say, I'm tired. Yeah. My body might have been feeling that way. And it did, in fact. Yeah. But the more I confessed it, the more I believed it in my heart, the more exhausted yeah. I got. And I, so he led me to stop saying that. So at first I just stopped saying it. I didn't say it. I'd like go to some other subject and be like, well, I've been like doing a lot of work recently or been really productive or something. And then I like just well, started. even what you just said. Yeah. You know, you just said, I've been really productive. Like you just said it now because you've changed your mindset and speech yeah. on that. You know, that's not what most people say. <laughs> no. you know, and, and that's yeah. where the Lord led me to that some yeah. years ago. Yeah. But I'm, my point is, you just said I'm really productive. That's probably not what you said then. You probably said busy. I've just been really busy then. <laughs> yeah. See, even now, praise God, you've renewed your mind yeah. to say the right thing and not the wrong thing. And that's what we have to do. We have to yeah. renew our mind to the point where that's what comes out of us naturally and normally, not the worldly fact. And uh, what you said, and I want you to finish the story, but what you said yeah. was basically, well, that's the truth, but it's not the truth. There's a difference between facts and truth. Uh, facts can be physical, logical facts, yeah. but facts will not set you free necessarily, but yeah. the truth will always set you free. Exactly. When you continue in the truth, continue in his word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you yeah. free. So in other words, the facts were putting her in bondage in that moment, mm-hmm. but the truth of his supply and his energy and his uh, power and and his fullness of life took her to the place that even though she had been very productive and busy, she actually gained in her energy, gained in her rest, everything like that because her confession changed. She Mm -hmm. started confessing the truth and not the facts, and that that brought you to a place of freedom. Yeah, yeah, it truly did. Put that in the comments. You know, truth will always lead you to freedom. Yep. Yeah. There was there was a verse that Holy Spirit brought me to, and it doesn't seem related, but believe me, it is. Hold on. Go to Ephesians 4, verse 14, and here it's talking about, well, I'll just read it. It says, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, but by and by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. So as Christians, we're not supposed to be tossed by every little thing that comes against us. Or thought. Or thought, or, you know, every 
every little thing, someone looked at us wrong or we didn't get enough sleep last night or whatever. We can't be moved by that stuff. So he's telling us how to fix it. And he says in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. How does he say to fix it, to not get beaten by every small, big thing, whatever it is? That's so good. We're supposed to be little images of Christ all over this world, but you don't see Christ getting beaten down by just every little thing. So how did he not? How did he stand firm? And it says how he did it by speaking the truth in love. That's what I was doing. I thought I was speaking the truth, but I was just speaking what my body said was truth, not what was the actual truth. And when I lined my words up, But when I spoke the truth, what the real truth was, what God said about me, what Holy Spirit said about me, that's when I wasn't exhausted all the time and beaten down all the time. I was able to stand firm so that while all the rest of the kids in my class were utter zombies because they had been up like so late midnight hours, I was perfectly fine because I was speaking the truth in love, not how my body felt. But what God said, yeah. that that will help us so that we are able to stand firm on Christ. That's a great revelation. Yeah. What was I'm sure we're going to this at some point. When I came, I had awful, awful confessions. It was bad, the worst of the worst. And what? No, they weren't the worst. <laughs> felt like the worst. <laughs> um, to me, I knew no one worse at that point. Um, but I, like, one one of the things I would say often is, you know, this is just such a problem. This is such a big deal. Right. This is so awful. And yeah. what you and Pastor Nicole shared is, you know, issue part of our leadership training, issues and problems equal opportunity. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I changed that in action. And so yeah. something would come up. I'm like, well, opportunity happened at work today, but... I was not speaking the truth in love because love doesn't work if faith isn't attached to it. So you can speak what is true and have no results from it because your faith isn't attached to it. So you could take truth without faith mingled with it and it still be idle. Correct. So what was happening, I realized it when I started dating George. I would say all the time, had this opportunity come up. Here's what happened at work today. He's like, do you do you mean problem? He's like, no, I mean opportunity. It's an opportunity for the Lord. He's like, well, it sounds like it's a problem. And I was like, no, this is my good confession, George. Why don't you understand? Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm so spiritually mature, but I had no faith attached yeah. to it, so it wasn't producing. Yeah. And the reason that our words produce is because we're putting faith in them. Yeah. Whether it's a life-bringing word or it's a death-bringing word, yeah. if we're speaking it, most of the time our faith is in something. So if I am just taking, like with the word opportunity, if I am taking that word, but I'm not changing the root of it at its core yeah. and, and truly renewing my mind to what that means— if I'm facing something, an issue and a problem equals an opportunity for the glory of God to shine through, then all I'm doing is I'm yeah. just wrapping yeah. up nicely a package of poo. Like, yeah. truly, yeah. that's yeah. as good as it's going to produce in my life yeah. because it could have the prettiest wrapping ever and have zero power 
in, in it whatsoever. So today as we're talking about confessions, it's not enough just to say it. That's a great yeah. place to start. But yeah. we've got to get it in our heart that my words are designed to produce and produce life. Yes. And if I will yeah. believe yep. the word of God and take yeah. those, like the declarations, take the declarations and enforce them in my life that I may yeah. start yeah. in the flesh. But if I'll get it deep down in me, then what comes out yeah. of my mouth will be an overflow of my heart, which is the realization that truth supersedes that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, if you have if you have a fact, you know, a fact can be you know a fact. It can actually be happening. But one of the things that you see is that if it's a fact but not truth, you know, I can I can have a factual factual thing like Jesus is my Savior. That is not only a truth, yeah. but it's a yeah. fact as well. But a fact that's not producing freedom yeah. is idle. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A fact that's not producing for the kingdom of God, that's producing the fruit of the kingdom of God, is idle. And that's what we're going to be judged on in that way. We don't want to be judged uh, wrongly because we did the wrong thing. We don't want Mm -hmm. the the right judgment on a wrong wrong choice, right? Uh, We want to turn those choices around. We want to get our words where they need to be. And that's very important for us. Like what you were saying, you know, there was actually, you were being very busy during that time and and productive, Mm -hmm. but it took a lot out of you. The fact was you were tired. And, you know, you can say, well, my body has been tired. And then one thing that I'll I'll point out is when you're making good confessions, I can, I don't want to speak a bad confession in the now, in the present, or the future. Because yeah. then I'm prophesying. You're the prophet of your life. Yeah. Yep. And I'm prophesying those things into being. So if yeah. I say I'm tired, then I'm prophesying that right now I'm going to stay tired. Yeah. yeah. Right? If I'm pro- if I'm prophesying, well, we're going to be busy. Right. Right? Yeah. Then I'm prophesying busyness, but not necessarily prophesying productivity. Because it's what yeah. you're putting your faith in. Because it's what I'm saying and what yeah. I'm putting. And, and even if your faith is not there, yeah. and we may talk about this later in James 3, even if your faith isn't there yet, your faith will turn there. Your belief will turn to that. Yeah. At the very mm-hmm. least, your faith will turn away from truth to that if yeah. you keep saying it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, because he says the tongue, he gives us this example, steers uh, steers the ship of our life. Put that in the comments. Our tongue steers the ship of our life, yeah. right? And so one of the things, one of the things that I think is very important for us is to recognize yeah. that and see the importance of each and every word. And we're not talking about going to a place of legalism. We're talking about going to a place of heart change. Yeah. Yeah. If I accidentally say the wrong thing then I just repent and and return, repent, uh, change, change it, you know? Okay. Oh, you know, like when pastor Chris corrected me, if you, if, if you say so, I was like, Oh, I wrote him. I was like, I, I called it. Thank you for pointing that out. I should not have said that. And, uh, I I retracted it. I renounced what I said, you know, I broke that covenant of words in that way. But I didn't get condemned over it. I just repented for it and moved on. Our goal is not to get every yeah. word perfect. Our, you know, Ultimately, that's where we want to get, but it's not the perfection of our words. Yeah. It's the perfection of our heart from yeah. out of the heart, mm-hmm. the mouth speaks. 
So what good yeah. is the right word without our heart attached to faith to believe for an opportunity? You might as well right? just say it. You might as well just say it because your heart's not right yeah. on. So what you want is not just the words themselves. You want your heart attached to it. Even in uh, Jim Hockaday and I were talking about this one time, and one of the things that he said to me is, he said, the, the tongue is like the rudder of the ship. But if you're steering it in your brain, like your brain is choosing the right words, you, you have to have a connection to the rudder yeah. that, that turns beneath the, beneath the water. Yeah. And that, that connection is our heart and our faith. Yeah. So if we're deciding to do the right thing, but our heart is not connected to it, then we still are not going to have the effect that we want yeah. Yeah. in those things. So what I one of the things that I faced was I would say this, and this is how you learned it, is I would go and people say, well, how's everything going? Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't finish talking about the present and now. So yeah. you, we want to, if, if somebody says, how have things been going? Yeah. Well, I may have leading of the Lord to tell them how the facts, Yeah. right? Now, but I'm not telling them the facts for my present, and I'm not telling them the facts for my future. Yeah. But like yeah. if Brother Tracy comes up to me and says, you've been coming up in my spirit, what's been going on? Yeah. And so a wise and a mature person won't say what is going on when yeah. they're asking that question. They'll say, what has been going on. So in yeah. other words, I'm able to tell them what the attack has been, but I'm not yeah. prophesying to my now and to my future. Yeah. And in that moment, he's not looking for my perfect truth confession. He yeah. wants to know how to come against this attack, yeah. right? He, he wants to know what's going on. He's not looking for me in my immaturity yeah. to try and make the perfect faith confession yeah. to him. Yeah. He wants to know, how can I help you? Yeah. you know, and so there's a difference in that moment. where So I would say, well, uh, we're doing well, all is well, but here's what has been going on yeah. up until this moment. Here's what's been going on, and I'll tell them what has been. So now mm -hmm. when I'm speaking of the past, I'm giving you a historical context. Yeah. He knows how to pray in that situation. But my first statement is, all is well. Yeah. It's yeah. everything is all right, right? And what am I confessing? No matter what it has been or how severe the attack has been, yeah. it's working out now. It's going to work. And it is working because I'm in Christ and he's in me and I'm abiding in him and he's abiding in me and the life of God is present and active and working. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not prophesying of you know, wrong facts into my future, and I'm not mm -hmm. prophesying wrong facts into my now, into yeah. the present, but yeah. I can speak. So you'll see a mature mature leader, you'll hear that from me. How has it been going, you know? And an immature person in confessions will be, they'll try to give you all of the perfect, you know, confessions in mm -hmm. that moment. And it's like, that's not what I'm asking. You know, I'm here to help, yeah. and I'm here to bring an anointing into your life. Let's get bring this thing to an end. Yeah. And uh, so that's one way to approach that and be be right. Anything that happened a split second ago is in the past, yeah. and I can talk about it in the past and not prophesy in my yeah, now right. and in the future. So what I was doing was I would be working and, and go, when I would used to be in sales and I would be working for my dad and, and working then later for myself, 
I would approach the receptionist or the person that answered the phone and and you would want to make friends with them. You would want yeah. to establish a relationship with them. Well, how do you establish that? You, you talk. Yeah. You know? And so they say, how's it going? And I'd say, I'd, I'd, it'd be going well. Well, I had, I had a problem in my past where I felt like I wasn't valued as a, as a hard worker. And truthfully, I wasn't a yeah. hard worker at one point. And I wanted to overcome that. And I wanted to overcome people's perceptions of that. Yeah. And I'd heard other people say this so very much. And they'd say, man, I've just been so busy. I've been so busy. And so I'm growing in the Lord. I'm learning about confessions. And that I've been saying that for years and years and years. Yeah. So much so that even after I made my mental mindset change on that, Decades later, I still have to watch that statement because I said it so many times. Yeah. I had programmed myself. There was like a rut there. It was easy for me to fall into that rut. Yeah. And I'd say, I'm, I'm doing good. I've just been really busy, just yeah. real busy. We're working hard. We've been so busy, right? And for what I was trying to accomplish, that was okay. But in terms of the kingdom, yeah. it's not okay. God... God doesn't want you busy all the time. Yeah. He wants you productive. Would you rather be busy every hour of every day and produce what you need to produce, or would you rather be productive for three hours of the day and produce what you need to produce? Yeah. Like, yep. forget busy. <laughs> yeah. Let me have productive, you know? Yeah. And so the Lord said, one time I said, I'm just busy. I think I was on the phone call, and I got off the phone call, and the Lord said, do you want to be busy? <laughs> and I was like, and, and I was so deceived by what I'd said for so many years that it took me a second. Yeah. I realized something's wrong with this, but I don't know really what's yeah. wrong. And I was like, no, I really don't want to be busy. I really yeah. don't want to be busy. And, and he said, then stop saying it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you confess it, you're yeah. going to be it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And I'll tell you, now listen to this. Even after I sowed, I should have done better at this, but I, I didn't know. Even after I'd sowed those words for so many years, busyness followed me. I reaped the harvest of those words. So yeah. I should have broken that by faith, broken that whole uh, harvest yeah. on it because of the wrong speaking yeah. by faith, but I didn't. And it became, it was so much of a habit of mine that even though I stopped saying those things and my mm -hmm. mindset really did start to change, I still reaped the harvest of busy for mm -hmm. years to come. Yeah. And I should have stopped and broken that. But because I'd planted those seeds of facts, yeah. but not the truth. And it had me in a bondage yeah. and I needed to break that. So I, he said, what do you want to be? I was like, I want to be productive. I want to be productive. We, it yeah. looks like we've got some a bunch of good comments in there. We'll, we'll get to them if we can. But uh, I said, I want to be productive. He yeah. said, then say that. <laughs> and he says, and so somebody say, hey, how you been doing? I was like, very good. We've been so productive. We yeah. we have been so productive. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. uh, we're we're being we're being so productive, you know, yeah. and uh, so fruitful, anything like yeah. that, you know. Now I'm lining up my words with the word, with the yeah. truth itself, yeah. and I'm seeing those things come to pass. And truthfully, 
you know, today we're the most productive ever. Actually, we got to the place of productivity that Pastor JB got on to us because he said, you are doing the work of a church 10 times your size. And I was like, eh, I know oh, some people would see that as a compliment, but you didn't mean it as a compliment. We were overworking, yeah, right? Yeah. We were overworking ourselves and overworking people. We got very productive. And, uh, but we don't want to just be productive utilizing every yeah. hour of every day. We yeah. want to be productive using the right hours each day, right. you know, the, the proper ones. So our confession has so much to do with that. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you some. I had one. What was the confession that I said the other day was a bad confession? Deadline. I think was, huh? Deadline. Deadline. That was it. Yeah, I need to add that to this list. Like it's a deadline. In other words, I'm a, we're going to be dead if we pass this line without it being done. Like I don't want to confess that. All right, here, here's some bad confessions, okay? These are just a few uh, if you if you have one, wait till we get to the end of the list. If you have a, a bad confession, we need to make a, a list of any ones that aren't on ours. Then I want you to put it in the comments. But here's some bad confessions. Win some, lose some. Win some, lose some. And don't your mama any of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong place. It's the wrong time. Win <laughs> some, lose some. No, God's always leading you to triumph. Yeah. Yeah. I don't lose any. Yeah. yeah, we don't lose any. Amen. You know, now he he's not talking about a board game necessarily. In other words, if I go and I I'm going to actually play a board game against other believers, one of the believers is going to lose to me. But <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, well, not wrong. But not somebody wrong. some some believers going to lose. We're not talking about board games. We're talking about our spiritual battles in that way. Luke's had this thing re- recently. He's been playing a video game. He's like, he's like, he's like, in Jesus' name, give me the right thing out of this treasure chest. In Jesus' name, I'm going to get this. I'm going to win this. I'm like, I don't know that that's how that works, buddy. And, but uh, I appreciate his moxie. He's trying. He's trying to apply what he's learned. He doesn't realize that it takes a word. Uh, to do that, but he's like, like he's serious. He, he is was. serious. Like yeah. I would not recommend playing against him. But I love him. In Jesus' name, give me this right thing out of this treasure chest. He's been very serious. He is. He's not joking. He. I was, it made me laugh. I was like, I don't, I don't know that that's how that works. Anyway, that blessed me. So yeah. Much. Win some, lose some. How about this? I can't stand it. <laughs> All these, they're gonna, they're gonna get. I can't stand it. Well, what does that mean? That means if this happens, I won't be able to stand. I'll be, I'll be knocked out. I'll be dead. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be out of this race. Well, if, if if that person wins this, I just can't stand it. You're, you're literally prophesying your own inability to yeah. stand strong, yeah. right? So these things add up. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Well, what does that mean? That means if I have to wait, I'm going to basically decompose. I can't do it. It's not possible, right? I can't wait. The better thing to do, like, you know, uh, like I can't stand it. You just say, you know, let your yes be yes, you know me no. I don't like that. Yeah. Right? Or I can't wait. And so I don't say I can't wait to see you. Yeah. 
I don't say because I can wait to see you. <laughs> yeah. In other words, I'm not I'm not going to prophesy my own demise before I get to see you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I can yeah. wait. See, uh, th- these are the things that the devil gets in a society yeah. that w- he knows the power of words. This is these are the things that uh, the devil gets in a society, and all of a sudden they're they are prophesying death and lack to themselves all the yeah. time. And don't even know it, have no clue, because they don't know the power of the words. What we're going to do, we're going to look at more of this tomorrow. I'm going to go through the rest of these uh, bad confessions, but tomorrow we're going to look at other scriptures that back this up, the power that's in those, and I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. But I can't stand, I can't wait. No, I can wait. What I say now, I don't say that. I say, I say, I'm looking forward to seeing you. That's a great one, you know? <laughs> hey, that's good. Because if I hit a confession that's wrong, if I yeah. hit a confession that's wrong, then I ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me, how do I need to change this? What's, mm-hmm. what's, what needs to change here? So I look forward to see, seeing you. Here's a big one. Be careful or take care. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says be careful for nothing. The Bible says not to take care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for us, we're kind of, be careful, take care. And that's not what the Bible says to do. Yeah. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell people? Like if I'm telling them bye and yeah. I want them to, you know, I want them to go in your blessing, right? I'll, then what can we say? Be blessed. Yeah. We can say, be wise. So I've told you all that for yeah. years, basically as far as you know growing up. Be yeah. wise. You yeah. know, you're driving out by yourself. Yeah. Be wise, right? I want you, why? Because the Bible says, uh, in Scripture says, that uh, be careful for nothing. But then, right. it, then it says this, be harmless as doves, but wise as a serpent, yeah. right? Yeah. So we want to, that is a biblical confession, be yeah. wise, right? So I'll tell, I'll tell the kids, be wise. I'm yeah. not teaching them to take the weight of care on them. Yeah. No. I'm teaching them to have godly wisdom in, in that. Like, for example, I, you know, let's say that our kids are climbing up on something tall, right? I'm not, I don't tell them, I don't inject my fear into my kids, yeah. right? I don't inject my fear. Oh, get down from there. You're going to break your neck. Golly, don't prophesy it. No. You know, that's how that happens. Yeah. You actually yeah. open the door to fear. No, I'll say, hey, make. I'll teach them how to be wise. Yeah. You know, it's fine for you to be up there. You are designed to do things that aren't that aren't quote unquote safe. Right. Right. Yeah. God's your protector, but you can do things that He tells you to do, even if it looks like it's not safe to the world. But here's how you do it: yeah. at His word, yeah. at His word, have three points of contact. You know. You, you want to yeah. have three points of contact, so you make sure I teach them how to be wise. Yeah. I'm not concerned about them breaking their neck. I'm, I yeah. want them to hear from God the best thing they can ever do, hear the Word of God, be wise in it, and know how to handle that situation yeah. in yeah. the wisdom of the Lord. And so I'm not injecting that fear. Be careful! Be careful! You know, that's just injecting straight fear. What happens mm. when you tell a kid that who's of age to understand fear? The first thing they'll do is go like this. And now you have just given them a stronghold of fear in their life. And you've injected that fear. And God says, I don't want any of that fear in you. So obviously this is wrong. (laughs) 
Y'all have anything before I go? Nope. <laughs> Just saying you've said three points of contact enough that I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> three points of contact. The comments are funny, and so I'm determining oh, whether or not. Mar for example, Marky said Simba had a song about not waiting and that things didn't go well for him. I just can't wait to be king. Yes. And right. then Mufasa died. There you go. Proof by Disney. Terrible. Right. Uh, how about this? I'm hanging in there. Well, do you want to be hanging in there? Like, I don't want to be hanging in there. I'd rather not be hanging from a cord waiting for it to... For me to fall, yeah. yeah, waiting for the cord to be cut. I'd rather be on solid ground, which yeah. I have in Jesus. Yeah. I'm not yeah. hanging in there. I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have victory. Yeah. I'm moving to victory right now. He's always leading me to triumph. Yeah. I'm not hanging in there. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, words will never hurt me. Who said that? That's not what God said. He mm -hmm. said death and life are in the power of the... I'm sorry. When God says... Death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Words have the ability to hurt you. Well, and that phrase so, right there has been taught like yeah. since we were little yeah. kids, like little five-year-olds. I remember learning that in kindergarten. And it's a bunch of hogwash yeah. to try yeah. and make our words seem common. Yes. Like that's all it is. Like it's just normal. And yeah. it's not normal. Yeah, that's right. So, and, and what they were trying to say in that is you can say something to hurt me but I'm not going to let it hurt me. Yeah. But that just making a blanket statement, words will never hurt hurt me, it programs our whole society yeah. to yeah. think that words are common. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, that there's no power in our words. That is so untrue. So it took a good thing and it's been used for a bad thing. No, yeah. words can hurt you. God said that point blank directly. Words can hurt you. And so now you should not allow the words of somebody else to have an effect on you negatively. Yeah. That's a different situation. Yeah. So uh, here, I'm tired of fill in the blank. I'm tired of this. You know, I'm tired of it. So in other words, I'm, I'm done. I don't feel like doing anything else with this. You're immediately drawing yeah. an end to that situation by speaking that. And all you're doing is, if you have to complete that task, you're making it harder on yourself by saying, I'm yeah. tired of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just sick and tired of blank, right? Yeah. Same, same scenario. I'm just sick and tired, right? Uh, how about this? If they do that one more time, I'm going to bust. I'm going to pop. If they do that one more time, I'm going to explode, right? Well, and then you wonder why you lose your cool. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I just yeah. couldn't help it. No, you couldn't help it because you've been prophesying that. You've been programming your brain to explode on them for the last 10 years. Yeah. And then they did something, and the devil's like, oh, you've programmed yourself to do that. Oh, well, let me just press that button, right. you know. You yeah. just made it easy on the devil yeah. because you've been programming yourself to yep. do it. Well, if they do this, I'm just going to explain. I'm going to tell them what they need to know. And then, then you say something you shouldn't have. You go too far, and all of a sudden, it's, it's not wrong to correct people, but there is a timing to it. There's a diplomacy to it. There's a truth in it as well. Yeah. You know, anything that Jesus corrected people on, it was the truth, yeah. right? And so one of the things that you see is if we're constantly programming ourselves that we're just going to have a meltdown, and then, then we wonder, well, I, 
I just got to. I just got to. And the reason they feel like they just have to is because they program themselves right. to. Yeah. Well, you can if you can program yourself, you can unprogram that, right? And yeah. then the Bible says in 2 Peter 1, and it says we've already been granted everything uh, pertaining to life and godliness. So for somebody, a Christian, to tell me, well, I just couldn't help myself, that's a lie. You've yeah. believed a lie. You could help yourself. Right. You are, you are calling God a liar at this point by saying, I couldn't help myself. You know, you're calling God a liar because you've been given, a Christian's been given everything mm. pertaining to life and godliness, yeah. which means you didn't have to, you know, uh, explode on that person. You didn't have to lay them out right. and go off on them. You did not have to do that. So you can see how this is wrong. Um, how about this? Well, they were just in there talking up a storm. Well, is that what you want? <laughs> is that is that what you want? Is for them to talk up a storm? You can see how you can see how these little phrases have, are so common, but we need to check them on a regular yeah. basis yeah. because there'll be things like we've been we've been making right confessions for twenty something years now, Nicole and I. But still, every now and then I'll catch something like the yeah. other day. Deadline, you know, yeah. it's not a word I want to use. It's not a it's not a phrase I want to use. Yeah. Every now and then. So it's good to lay these things on the altar on a regular basis and even check yourself. Yeah. And have I been doing this right recently? I've Nicole and I've been doing this long enough where we've done it really well. We grew and we had uh, what we called a confession accountability partner. And and yeah. I would say something. She said, "If you say so," and I'd be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." And then I change it. Yeah. And I'm not mad at her because yeah. we've made an agreement. Then she'll say something, and I'll and I'll say, "Is that what you want? You know, is that your confession?" And she'll, "Oh man," and we'll change it. Get an accountability partner that you don't yeah. explode on because they catch you, and uh, and you want somebody to catch you. The point of it is to catch you to wake yeah. you up to things that you didn't know you were yeah. saying that's yeah. been hamstringing your life. Yeah, right. It's been taking. Uh, life out and injecting le- death in or lack yeah. in. Uh, and so you want somebody that'll help you do that. So, you know, get an accountability partner. A spouse is good for that. If, you, if you're not married, get an accountability partner of a good friend that understands yeah. these things, knows the word of God. Yeah. It's a great thing to do. Yeah. I'll tell you, when you first start uh, correcting it, your flesh might not like it as much, <laughs> but you get over that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Glory well, to God. And- Oh, this is not a legalistic thing. No. Like, this is not to enforce a list of any no. kind. The word says in Song of Solomon that it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Yes. So something yes. like like when you said talking up a storm, I don't think I've thought about, about that one as a bad confession. I know yeah. I've said that. And so I'm like, oh, well, yeah. cool. That Like that's one to fix. But that's a small yeah. fox yeah. that if left untreated could spoil yes. a whole vine of my life. So yeah. I'm not going to let something small completely inhabit yeah. who I am and yeah. then take me out there. Like, it's not legalism. It's this is how freedom comes. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to get most people on this next one. It's going to be <laughs> joyous. <laughs> but so when you, <laughs> when you say this, I'd never pay that much for fill in the blank. I'd never pay that much for that. Really? Are you sure? Is that your confession? I'd never pay that much for that. You know, you might be surprised what you'd pay for if you had $10 million in the bank. 
So what you just said is, I'll never be at the place where I consider that as a good value to you or small, small, right? You may consider that as something wrong. I'd never pay that much for that. Or, Or how about this? Here's another one. I don't know if it's on the list. That price is just too high. It may be a wrong price. But when you say that, you're actually yeah. saying, I don't have enough money to buy it, and I'll never have enough money to buy it. So there's a secondary mm-hmm. thing that's being said there. I'll never pay that much for something. So let, let's just say, you know, the other day uh, we were looking at, oh, oh, Nicole and I, were we were looking at a car, and the car was like 80 grand or something like that. And... Um, and I remember thinking, I remember when I thought that 80 grand was a lot for a new car. And I still think it's, a, you know, I'm not just going to go out and spend it, you know, in that way. But uh, she said, why is it that high? And, and she's like, that's a house, which is actually not a, really a house unless it's a beat up house today because inflation has happened in that yeah. way. But here's the thing. As soon as she said that, I thought, God, that's a bad confession, you know. Uh, that she said, not me, her. It was it was her. And uh, <laughs> because here's the thing. There's so many if, reactions people are having this whole topic. I'm, I'm, I'm always I'm always picking. But I didn't stop her in that moment and and say, is that your confession? Because we haven't been doing that in a while, but maybe it's time for us to do it again. And um, But we have been, ca- I've noticed we've been catching some stuff recently, she and I have. And uh, But she said, why is that high? So that thinking, now I'm showing you, yeah. we've been doing this for a long time, and yet that thinking from yeah. the world can creep yeah. back in. Yeah. It can creep back in. And see, here's the thing, yeah. because the next statement is, why is it so high? I'd never pay that much for a car, right? But that's not mm-hmm. true. You know, Well, I'd never pay that for a wrench. Says who? You know, you don't. You yeah. look at things differently when you have a lot of wealth. Yeah. yeah. You look at things differently. You look for what you're basically saying is I'll never have a different perspective. Yep. Oh, so you'll never grow mm. to a new thinking? Oh, well that's a different statement, but see that's what we're making. That's what we're saying when we say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I never paid that much for that. I hate hearing that now. And I've yeah. thought that. There was something on me the other day. I thought, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't pay that for that. And as soon as I thought it, yeah. I caught myself and went, I'm not saying that. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that because I recognize I know the no, I may. There could be a yeah. reason why I pay that. Yeah. You know? There yeah. because think about this. I can I can tell you just from experience that there are things that I never would have thought that I would have paid for. Yeah that the Lord has led me to pay for. And it's been a blessing and it's been and it's been, you know, opening in that yeah. way. For example, one time all right, let me give you let me give you a perfect example of this. We're going on a trip. It's the first time we ever flew a a, pl- a private plane somewhere, right? First time we ever did. It was going to cost us actually a very inexpensive trip, but see I didn't used to think this was inexpensive. Yeah. For me to get there was going to cost $400, which actually is very little in that field, all right? It was going to cost me $400. Then the only thing that it cost me, but if I didn't do it, was time. Yeah. 
And I said, well, I can give my time. And, you know, my time is not worth $400. Oh, it's not. Your time's not worth $400? No wonder you've stayed under six figures. Because you don't think that you're worth it. Right. So you can see. I I told you I was going to get in everybody's business here. See, this is why God has not been able to get his body up to another level because they've adopted the thinking of a world, thinking, uh, calling normal what God calls a curse. Right. He wants you in abundance. He wants you blessed. But I've had that thought. Like, I'm not worth, you know, he's dealing with me with something right now, even as I'm saying this, because I I started to go one direction, and he's telling me something to do. So the point is... I was, I'm sitting there, I said, well, I could give my time, you know, and not not spend the $400, because we didn't just have like an extra $400 hanging out in the ministry, and, uh, but the Lord said, you do this, and go yeah. there that way, so we did, we flew out there, got, uh, yeah. you know, paid the $400 to fly out there, and then, but while we were there, mm-hmm. because we flew, because we flew, somebody heard about it, God helping, you know, God yeah. is God, and they heard about it, heard what we did and the decision that we made, and they gave, and then somebody else gave, literally, it didn't cost us a penny. Yeah. Now, had we not flown, we wouldn't have received that gift, but because we flew and we were in faith and at the word of God, they ended up giving us over and above yeah what we would have received, and it paid for the whole trip. Yep. In other words, now I just had my time redeemed. Yeah. There's a redeeming of the time. Yeah. In other words, the time that I would have given and, and, and not had to be productive, it was just redeemed to me because God said to do it, I didn't have to spend the time, and he gave us the money to pay yeah. for it. Yeah. This is where our faith needs to go up on yep. these things and stop believing for this other stuff. Now, now, one of the things that happened was because I did that, I got back earlier and was able to go have a meeting. And in that meeting, there was yeah. somebody there who got born again. <laughs> yeah. Had I not been able to get back, we wouldn't have had the meeting. That person's eternity hangs in the balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the person before then. I've never seen the person after then. Yeah. I've never seen them again. But they were born again because we were in faith, and we weren't limiting ourselves by our words in those areas. Amen. I'll yeah. never, see, I would have, there would have been a point where it would have been easy for me to say, I'll never pay $400 to save myself six hours of driving, right? I, I would have, there's a place where I would have said that, but now I will never say that yeah. anymore because I don't know, you know, I might, I might pay Three thousand dollars to save because now my time is worth more. The further I go, the more my time gets worth, and the more it it's valuable. Let me ask you this: How do you value that soul that was one? Right. Yeah. Can you put a value on it? I can put a value on it. It is the value of the life of Jesus Christ. That's the value on that soul. So that four hundred dollars is way below that. Mm -hmm. Three thousand would be way below that. All of those things would be way below that cost. And that's part of the problem why the church yeah. has had a had a problem advancing yeah. is because they've adopted the curse field thinking and philosophy of the yeah. world. Yeah. That's that's part of what we're talking about. So 
bad confessions I'd never pay that much for. How about this? I love them to death. I just love you to death. Bye. <laughs> like, I don't want you to love me to death. Like, I want you to love me in life and the fullness of life, right? And what they're saying is, I'm going to love you till I can't love you anymore, right? But even that's wrong mm -hmm. because you're going to be able to love past the death that you're talking of. Mm -hmm. You know, I just love them to death. It's like, are you prophesying your death? Or how about this? Let, this will even show, show you even more. That, that tickles me to death. Do you want to die? <laughs> I don't want you to tickling. die. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to die. You know, I, yeah. this is, these are statements. These are, in other words, I'm not just speaking <laughs> idle words. I'm not just speaking idle words. I'm speaking death words. Yeah. You see, so I've moved from the truth down past idle, yeah. and now I'm speaking death. God's not in that. No. God's not in that. I'm what so sorry. It? Joni said, I love you the appropriate amount to love you. <laughs> How about just, I love you. Like, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Just, I love you. you know? <laughs> let it work. be. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, another one on here, like, in that same vein, that's, I don't think it's on here, but I love you more. Like, that was yeah. one I know has graded against you. Yeah. And I didn't really I understand like it. it. But what you taught me, because I would say it often, was you can't love more. Like, love is Jesus. Jesus yeah. is love. So yeah. if you're extending it beyond, I love you more, then what that what you're yeah. saying is that person doesn't really love you. you know, yes, you're saying yeah. they don't love you at yeah. all. Yeah. And, and you're generally saying that to, to prove you know, how good you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To sh I want you to see how much I care about you, you know, yeah. and uh, it's a pride issue, you know, yeah. in that way. I'm, I am not a fan. So, yeah. Um, and th those are two things we need to put on here. I love yeah. you more, the deadline. Um, is that rain? What am I hearing? I think something. Carolyn has, or Carolyn, Miss Marilyn has a toy for Carolyn. Oh, oh. I, I, I heard wrong. something. Um, so then how about this? I forget. Now, this is something I've been working on recently is, is saying, well, I forget where that is, or I forget what that. I I, I don't want to speak that in the no. present or in the future. No. You know, I have forgotten, yeah. right? In the past, I have forgotten. But to say I forget, you're prophesying. Do you want to forget? Yeah. You know, I don't want to forget. Here, here's one. Oh man, that just kills me. That just kills me. Really? Like, do you, do you want to be killed? You know, I, I don't want you to be killed. You know, it's like, stop saying that. That just kills me. Yeah, it was so, oh my goodness. Story time. I, um, the other day, Brother Tracy and I were talking to somebody, and uh, they are, they're supposed to be a faith person, and they said something, and both of us, and as soon as they said it, both of us, like, looked at each other like, this person ought to know better than what they just said. <laughs> and he walked away grinning. I knew I was walking away grinning because we're, if you're a faith person, you're going to yeah. clean up your confessions. And if you don't clean up your confession, you're not going to be a very good faith person. So uh, anyway, the next one that I have, and if y'all, do y'all have any, I got one more for you. Do you have any that you see, oh man, this is a bad confession. I want to collect these yeah. because I want to be able to give them as an example 
where people, you know, we've cleaned up so much before we were keeping a list of this yeah. that I've tried to add to this list, but I want to collect them and say, you know, somebody else say, oh my goodness, I've been saying that, you know, yeah. and, uh, but this last one is, well, back to the grind. Yay. Yeah. Like it's time to go to work, back to the grind is I'm coming off vacation, back to the grind. Do you want to grind? You know, you know, uh, here's, here's another one that's come out recent, recently is, well, it, it's just time to hustle. Like, hustle means basically to cheat, work hard and cheat somebody. I know what you're talking about, but that's the wrong words to use. And I don't want to hustle. I just yeah. want to work, work hard and be rewarded for the hard work. Yeah. And I believe God for the favor. I don't believe that my hustle is what produces the favor, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't believe that my grinding and toiling is, is that so? Yeah. Hannah had a solid one. She <laughs> yeah. says, uh, "Red flag when you say you complete them." Like, oh man, yeah. That uh, because you're basically saying. All right, so I'm making y'all just keep on talking. <laughs> I'm making notes now because this is a serious thing. Because you're basically saying with that one that you're incomplete without someone else. Yeah. I was devoid of something, and then you came, and now I'm a complete person. Yeah. Bump that. You were a complete person <laughs> when Jesus made you complete. Yeah. Like you're set right now. Yeah. Those. Are, that's it's, a good one. That's a really that's good, a good one. That's pa a good one. Pastor Nicole says calling spouses. The old ball and chain, or my first child. That one ticks me. It has ticked. Well, no, it does tick me. <laughs> like, not has. That one's not a good one. It's not good at all. Because, I mean, is that what you want? Do you want your spouse to be a child yeah. to you? Do you want them to be that way? Do you want them to be an old no. ball and chain? What we say is ultimately what yeah. we're going to have. Yeah. Hannah said, I can't breathe if sunny, something funny happens and you're laughing. Oh, well, then I guess you're just going to not breathe. <laughs> oh, well. Um, let's see. Joni says, I may have missed this one, but I was dying laughing is another one. Yep. Uh, Levi says, my old lady, my old man. I just wrote that in myself. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. People say yeah. that all the time. How you doing, old man? It's like, I'm not old. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I'm not old at all. I'm in my prime. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. There's, and then especially the older you get, the less, the more you realize you're not old. No, no, buddy, can you go back down real fast? Um, Caleb Benoit just stepped on every millennial for the most part. He said, I'm not sure if you have, but I've heard a lot of younger people lately yeah. when they find something funny say, I'm dead or dead. Yeah. Or yes. if something is cool, they say sick. Or like yeah. they'll put up the little skull yeah. that's there. That's yeah. just like it's... that, a whole generation. <laughs> Yep. Then that's what generally happens almost every, like, how about I'm bad? Mm -hmm. In my generation, I'm bad meant you're good, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that was a whole confession of the whole generation confessing I'm bad, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, ooh, there was one. Wait, what was the ones that, oh, the deadline? Yeah. And then what was the other one I said? Uh, a second ago. It'll come back to me. Um. You did. You have said one before. I don't think it's on the list of that you haven't liked when someone has said like you killed it or you crushed it or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Like that's been one that you've mentioned before. Okay, you can scroll, buddy. Yeah. I think you complete me was yeah. the one. Yes, that, sir. And yeah. or I love you more. Yeah, buddy's gonna scroll yeah, up because I think we missed some. Yeah. Um. Buddy says, "Let's see." Yeah. Buddy's trying to help us find them. Yeah. The, if you don't get down from there, you'll break your neck. Yeah. That was a good one. 
Uh, but he said, I'd be lost without you. <laughs> or, yeah, that, there you go. That's a great one. Yeah. Or you make my heart skip a beat. Or you are everything yeah. to me. Or I need you in my life. See, yeah. can you hear all of these that are based on, based on emotion? It, yeah. So it's teaching us and programming us to live by emotion, and they're horrible confessions. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Okay. See, I'd be lost without you. You make my heart skip a beat. What was the other one? Uh, I need you. I need you. Miss Sherry said that she was saying, this is overwhelming. Yeah, I got that yeah. one. That's a great one. This is overwhelming, yeah. which means you're not going to make it. Yeah. It's going, it's going to finish you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think those are... The main ones that are in right now. So you can see, see, this is an yeah. ongoing thing that the devil, he'll just give new generations yeah. new words that yeah. are bad confessions, yeah. and it'll be the cool thing. And all he's doing is he's just programming each generation, yeah. and he's done it for decades and generations, yeah. you know. And this is where we need to we need to bring an end to it, and we right. need to get good at it, at speaking truth and not idle words. Well, one of the things, and we may get into this tomorrow. I know you said we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. Yeah. But as we've been talking, what's been coming up to me, I think one of the areas of my life where I was really unskilled and undisciplined and taking my thoughts captive and my words captive was in the realm of leadership with yeah. other people. Like things would happen, and I, my mouth would react. And so I yeah. would end up prophesying over the people that I was leading, just yeah. crud, like, this person's so frustrating, or they did this, yeah. and this was awful. And, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't speaking life. I wasn't speaking hope. Or, you know, this is just what they do. This is just yeah. their yeah. habit. This yeah. is That's just, just them. That's just them. Oh, yeah. I, I know one is, uh, it is the way it is. No, Pastor Cole yeah. does not like that one either. I don't either. But, like, all of those things, what I was doing is I was capping them. I wasn't giving them any room to grow. I was yeah. placing a limitation over them by yeah. saying, well, this yeah. is just who they're always going to be. Right. I wasn't looking with the eyes yeah. of Jesus. And so as a leader, it's so important with the people you're leading that yeah. we are speaking of them and thinking yes. of them yeah. with yeah. the eyes that's of Christ, right. of potential, because that's how they grow. Yeah, well, it's important, too, as a parent to, even if you're like not like physically a boss at a job, as a parent, you have that authority over your kid's yes. lives to not be like, well, they're just rowdy. You know, that's a terrible confession to have over your yeah. kids because you're saying, well, they're, they are they're going shy. to be. They're yeah. wild. Yeah, they're yeah. wild, they're shy, they're, yeah. they're all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a terrible confession. You have that power over your kids' lives as yeah. their parents, as their spiritual authority. And why why would we use that, you know, yeah. to do that? Oh, Johnny brought up a good one that just worries me to death. Um, yeah. Caleb also yeah. had, I've also seen a huge temptation and wrong confession because it's something that I would never say, but it's put to music. I might not yeah. think about it when I'm singing it. Yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down almost every song's lyrics, mm -hmm. which is why I don't listen to, yeah. I don't listen to secular music. I may hear something every now and then, and you can't help but hear it if you go to a store or something like that. Yeah. But on a regular basis, if you if you ride with me, if you ride in my in my car, yeah. I never have music playing. I don't even have worship music yeah. playing because most yeah. worship music 
honestly, most <laughs> worship music is junk. It's yeah. garbage. The radio worship music, most of that is all worldly because yeah. all they're trying to do is sell records by the same emotion yeah. that yep. the world uses, right? Yeah. It, most of that's all garbage. So yeah. I, if I find something that's anointed, yeah. I'll listen to that. Yeah. You know, I'll put that on. But yeah. 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 Uh, Buddy says, that can't be easy. Yeah, I got I got that. Um, Let's see. I'm scrolling down. <laughs> Hannah. <sighs> Yeah, so yeah. you see, yeah. let me show you something. And uh, if you have others, I, I'm always interested in them because I want to collect them because when I'm teaching about it and I point these out to people, they're like, oh, my gosh, I've been saying that for years. I mean, there, there's probably people out there that say all these things, right? Yeah. And and I probably did at the beginning. I can't remember now, but that's what we want to start changing. And, and all of these things are revelatory items that we need revelation of the truth yeah. of. So yeah. let me read this to you because I want you to see one last thing. Good gracious, the time. Love um, you, Ashley. Hello. Hello. Um, so one of the things that you see is that, yeah, Ashley, I need to talk to you um, about a couple of things. But Jeremiah 29, 7, and it says this, Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you will have welfare. So what he's ultimately saying is, this city that you're in, that you're in bondage in, that you're in captivity yeah. in, because they were in, they are in captivity, he says, I want you to pray about it, and I want you to speak and pray out the welfare of that city. Yes. Yeah. In other words, even though it's a place that you're in bondage in, you speak its welfare. You speak the blessing over it. You pray the blessing over it, right? And this is a type of confession in our prayer that we're confessing. No, this yeah. place where I, even I'm in bondage, Lord, let it yeah. be blessed in Jesus' yeah. name. It is not a place where drug addicts are and there is no business. Yeah. This is a wealthy place. This is a healthy place. Yeah. The blessing of the Lord is on this place. Yeah. And so I watch pastors all the time. They go into the city, and the first thing they tell you about is like, you know, this is a special city. There's like a stronghold here coming against. Like almost every pastor has the same story about their about their city. Of course, it's a corrupted world. Yeah. You're there to change that. Yeah. Stop speaking it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a blessed place. It's a, it's a place of God. Yeah, yeah. It's a place that has the glory on it yeah. and the anointing. And your presence there as the light is starting to spread the yeah. light and take yeah. away the darkness. And in Jesus' name, it's changing yeah. now in Jesus' name. Or what about right. pastors that say, yeah. my church is small? I yeah. pastor a small I, church. Small to who? No. Small in the spirit? Small in impact? No. Exactly. I don't call. Yeah. I, I stopped that years ago, and I need yeah. to write that down too. I, I said, we have a growing church. Yes. We're yeah. a growing church. You know, yeah. it, Every church is probably small in somebody's eyes. Yeah. I mean, even even Bishop, uh, Bishop David over in Africa and Pastor Adeboye will have a million people gather in a service. We're not talking about a crusade. We're talking about they yeah. just decide they're going to have a service. They'll have a million people. Well, that church is small compared to God. Yeah. You know, look at the look at the church that that Christ has. Yeah. You know, even that church is small compared to that. Yeah. But, you know, everybody has, a, but it's all they yeah. all should be growing. Yeah. They all should be growing. Yeah. I, you know, I pastor a growing church, a hungry church, a humble church. Small's not in that vocabulary. Yeah. 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 Ben. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. There you go. That's another Hallelujah. good one. That blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, that blows me away. That's one that uh, Gloria, I think it was Gloria Copeland, the Lord corrected mm. her on. Um, yeah. It might have been her or it might have been, um, oh, goodness, I can, Joyce Meyer. It might have yeah. been Joyce Meyer that was talking about that. Yeah. That blows me away. So one of the things that you see is that when we start looking this way, you'll see, oh, my goodness, the devil has been programming us, and yeah. then we've been reaping the harvest of the seeds of our words. Yeah. Our words carry power and release that power. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Joni is asking if you could clarify the blows being away and why it's bad. Okay. Yeah, I can. In a minute. Let me write that down first. <laughs> Y'all talk in between there. Buddy brought up another one. I'm not a morning person. That was yes. one I had to correct. <laughs> to yes. Yes. Because it's... It seems like uh, another one that seems like a, well, that is just the facts for me. I'm not a morning person, but I, I used to say that. Right. I was like, well, I'm just, like, right. I'm a night owl. I'll stay up really late, and that's the good part of it. So I, consequentially, I'm just not a morning person. And that was kind of my justification for it, but I was having difficulty waking up in the morning. Yeah. And yeah. I was claiming it all the time. I'm just not a morning person. It's more difficult for me. Yeah. And it was a terrible confession. Well, and here's what was just coming up to me. I I believe I am leading that there's at least one person watching now or in the archive that you're at this point and it's like, well, what can I say? You know, <laughs> just the word. The yeah. word. Yeah. But also relax. Like it's yeah. not that it's not that you have to be so uptight that you never ever ever yeah. speak is what pastor was saying earlier. You allow when that correction yeah. comes for it to come and make the change. You yeah. don't get so rigid that you just freeze. Holy Spirit will bring that correction, but yeah. even applying thought toward it is important. Yeah. But that's why the word also says be slow to speak. It's because we're supposed to be choosing our words wisely, yeah. not carefully, but yeah. wisely. But don't get so scared to talk that you just miss it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Buddy wants you to put in that, hangry. That's actually very good. And see, mm -hmm. you'll have people that'll say like, well, they just, are you hangry? Are you, it's like, and what they're doing is they're confessing that every time you get hungry, you get angry. Well, number yeah. one, they don't need to be saying that. Number two, if they have that thought towards you, maybe you should look at yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe so, there's a reason there's Maybe there's that. a reason, so yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And it, it all comes back to, and I think we'll probably get into this more tomorrow, it comes back to our thoughts. Because as we talked about, as that verse says, what's, What's in our heart will come out. Yeah. The out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. And there was, there was a verse that I was going to read in Proverbs that says, As a man thinketh, so is he. And it's truly as we, we can get our words perfect. But if it's not yeah. in our heart, if our heart is still meditating on the bad, it is worth very little. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's what we meditate on yeah. that will truly come out in what we say. It's what we meditate on so are we, so yep. we will live it out. And it's a good thing to, even if your heart isn't, well, you know, my heart just isn't at that place yet. 
well, that's fine. And get your words there. Don't just like use that as an excuse. Well, I don't need to get my words there because my heart definitely isn't there yet. Yeah. That's, that's not an excuse and that's a terrible outlook. <laughs> but yeah. use your words as you're getting your heart right. Put your words in the right place. Like, and where I was saying, you know, I was really, really tired. Did I still physically feel very tired when I stopped confessing that? Absolutely. I, I felt exhausted. And, yeah. But I didn't let that change how I spoke. And as I continued to speak the right thing, I put faith on my heart getting to the right place. And soon enough, my heart was at the right place, and I was standing on the word of God. Lord, you've called me to do this job right now. You've called me to do this schoolwork, and you've called it to be easy and light. So there is a way for me to do it and not be exhausted all the time. And I got my heart right. Then it became so much easier to line my words up because I truly believed it. Mm -hmm. It was in my heart. And sometimes one comes before the other of, you know, I'm just, I need to speak it as I'm getting my heart right or my heart's right. Now line your words up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they both should be there, but it all comes back to the heart, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good one. I don't, you're, you guys, you, I can tell that the Lord is yeah. enlightening your your own selves on this mm-hmm. because your mm-hmm. answers and some of the ones you're saying are great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hannah said, I'm starving. Uh, all, all these bad confessions, you scared me to death. Enjoy it while yeah. you're young, you know, basically implying yeah. that it's going to stink later on. Uh, I don't know what to do. You know, that that's uh, correct. No, I, you can you cannot know what to do. But here's here's the thing: you have the wisdom of God, so yeah, the Lord will show me. Yeah. The Lord is leading me. Yeah. Right? You mm-hmm. see what I mean? And all of this, all of this stuff. So. Jonies are good too. Yeah. Wait till you're married, or wait yeah. till you have kids. Yes. Like yes. I, I heard that. A wait ton. till you wait till you hear this. Wait yeah. till you see this to deal with it. So you don't know how hard it is. Wait till this yeah. time. Yeah. I heard that, I heard that yeah. a ton when I was pregnant. Yeah. Like I had to yeah. super find it in the word, like yeah. the good parts about having children. Yeah. Because yeah. I heard so much crud about it. I know. I know. And 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 they're a blessing. That's why God gave them. I to know. You. It's it's. It see how the devil takes all that stuff yeah. and twists it. People inject their own fear into their children and into their friends yeah. all the time, and that's why you want to have an accountability of a community and family of faith yeah. that is not injecting that fear. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. in this process, and you know, we would talk about realities with you. You'll face this reality, like of having kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll face this reality, but. God will show you what to do. You'll yeah, have yeah. the wisdom when you need it. It'll be fine. So yes, here's a you face reality. Yeah. That's a part yeah. of the leadership training as well as facing reality, and you face the facts. Yeah. yeah. But you will face the facts by applying the truth. Yeah. yeah. Not just by complaining about the facts. Yeah, terrible too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait till they're Ter- teenagers. Yeah. There's there's so many people that are like, well, just wait till. Till they're teenagers. Our kids were great in their teenage years. Yeah, we were. Abigail. <laughs> Abby had some. They were, honestly, they were great. They have been great in their teenage years. They've, <laughs> they have a couple of moments where they had to work through some stuff, but they were great. They were great in <laughs> I, that. I was so. particularly wonderful. You were especially. Yes. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> My insides so. are reacting. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a feeling on the inside that it's not positive. <laughs> so, oh, Johnny said, even 
she does like cars. She came out solid. <laughs> so the, the blown away thing, I think it was Joyce Meyer, I believe it was, where she was, the Lord started telling her, you need to stop saying that blows me away. Stop it. And so she did. She didn't fully understand it, but she, she did that. And um, she was, he was talking to her about her confession. They were sitting in a meeting, I think it was in Florida, and they were in a dome, like in an arena, and a, and a tornado came, and it started ripping the roof off, and uh, she, you know she came against it, and later on, the Lord said, had you not said that, that would have ended differently. She said, you needed, you had control yeah. of your words yeah. in that way. So the, the point about, um, you know, but also, if you think about it, being blown away <laughs> means that you have lost grip with the ground, you've lost you've lost grip with yeah. foundation. I, it's it has blown me away. Means that my mind is not working properly mm-hmm. anymore on that situation. Yeah. Uh, I've lost touch with reality because of that situation. So there's some inferred things in that process yeah. that are uh, you know, that are bad. That's another great one, buddy. My car, my computer, my phone appliance is a piece of junk. Yeah, that's that's okay. the kind of if you keep yeah. saying that, like I know this yeah. car works well, this card yeah. serves me well, you yeah. know, this computer it it works for me, you yeah. know. And one other thing, because I don't mean to belabor it, we could be here all day yeah. with this. Yeah. But one thing that had come up, I think it was when you taught us the Book of Acts. I know you just finished it at Impact, but I believe when you taught my class the Book of Acts, and you saw mm-hmm. how. How many times they were in awe, they were yes. in wonder. Yes. I know one thing, and I don't know if you told it to theirs or yeah. not, but one thing you pulled out with mine was how flippantly we'll use the word awesome. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Or that's mm-hmm. magnificent. Or something. Act, words that are solely supposed yes. to be attributed to God. And that's yeah. one of those things where you've also taught on how we'll say, you know, I love that type of cake. That's my yeah. favorite type yes. of cake. Well, do you love it with the love of God, or, or are we just trying to say, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Like, I enjoy yes. that. Yeah. And if we'll make those words common yeah. and attribute it to common things, yeah. then when we actually hear it, it's not going to hold water for yeah. us. It's exaggerating it beyond what it was meant to be yes. described with. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. No, I, I didn't talk about that this time in there, but that that is a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I just thought of another one here. And I've got quite a list now with all of this. We at one point in time as a leadership team, like early on, pastor asked us to make a Voxer line of, yeah. tell me all of the bad confessions you can think of. And for days, yeah. it was just ping, 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 ping. Because there's yeah. so many things that yeah. you know. don't realize that are the world, in there. I know. Yeah. One second. Um, um, Julie says, so what do we do when we hear others say things? Are we to become the word police? No. Nope. <laughs> no. No, not at all. The only time that you would say anything is if you had authority in their life mm-hmm. as a spiritual overseer that mm-hmm. they have granted you, yeah. yeah, which would include an accountability, a confessions accountability yeah. partner, um, uh, confessions accountability partner, a cap, and that's no cap. 
Ah. <laughs> I, I normally laugh with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but if you were a confessions accountability partner, then you, <laughs> buddy, said no cap. I like it. No, no emoji ball cap. And uh, so one of the things that you'll see is that you don't do that. Like you'll watch people to get revelation of it, and then they yeah. think it's their job, like what Julie's saying, to become the accountability police. No. You don't have that authority. They're not asking for your advice. No. Shut up. Like, be quiet. Yeah. You know, this is a major problem with the church is they try to correct everybody's problems. That's why he said, you get the log out of your eye before yeah. you get the speck out of theirs. And if you think that you're supposed to correct everybody because yeah. you've got some revelation, that's a bigger log than what they're saying. Yeah. That's what it, that's talking about. A lot of the times, if you'll pay attention to how pastor handles those things, he hears so many bad confessions, has heard so many bad confessions oh, yeah. Throughout, yeah. throughout the course of a day. And typically yep. what he'll just do is he'll smile. you like, oh, really? And then the conversation yeah. will go on. But I've watched you so many times. Just <laughs> yeah. I'll say, oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> and okay. just smile. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what maturity should do. Yeah. So yeah. is... You just, you yeah. let them figure that out. You, you listen, we are not the Holy Ghost. Don't yeah. try to be the Holy Ghost uh, for somebody. You just work on you, right? And um, yeah. so that's that's the kind of stuff that we want to make sure that we're, that yeah. we are proper yeah. in. So, and amen. Julie said, I appreciate that clarification as I've been yeah. corrected and didn't have my own revelation, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if someone's done it wrong, you know, that's yeah. just where you forgive them. You just them. forgive them. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just act like it, they, it didn't even happen. But one of the things that you want to do is you want to, you know, do correct yourself. And a pastor should, you should give a pastor that ability to speak mm -hmm. those things. And you humbly receive them whether you ask for them or not. But if I have somebody that's not submitted, because they can come to church and they can yeah. call me their pastor, but I'm actually not that yeah. for them. You know, I'm their friend. I'm their buddy. I'm just another person. And as long as that's how they see me, I'm not yeah. going to correct them. It's also a bad confession. Yeah. <laughs> to, yep. to call your pastor, yeah. hey, buddy. Yeah, it, well, it is. But it it's they have to see that for what it is. They're, yeah. they're a gift. They're a supernatural gift from God in that way. But if I if somebody has not submitted themselves to me in that way, then I'm not going to correct yeah. them unless the Lord mm -hmm. you know tells me specifically to say something right. to yes, them. Sir. I won't correct them. So if you've got a pastor that's not bringing correction to you, something's wrong in that relationship. Something's wrong. And so that's yeah. something to look out for. Or yeah. if, if you have a pastor, for me specifically, if you have a pastor and, and they go, okay. Red flag right there. That's a red flag. Big one. Or Big they say, flag. all right. <laughs> or whatever, you know, something that just, you know, basically lets you say what you said. They have no response to it or anything. You want to know why they said that. And yeah. that that's so. Yep. Uh, Levi says, why is it bad to call pastor buddy? Expound, please. Go ahead. So a long time ago here in the ministry, like years ago, we used to, we used to refer to pastor, not even as pastor, just Brian or but or whatever, a variety of things. And we had Pastor J.B. Whitfield come into Boomerang at that when Pastor was being ordained, and he corrected us. And this he, is, by the way, this is off of the confession yes. piece in a sense, but it does have to do with honor yeah. and our ability to receive. Yes, sir. 
And so what Pastor JB told us was, if you, what you say is what yeah. you get. So if you want Brian and you're referring to him as Brian, that's what you're going to receive. Yeah. So if all you are to me is Brian. A human friend. I'm going to yeah. receive the man Brian. Yeah. yeah. But if I start to esteem you and call you pastor and, you know, pastor Brian, yeah. and yeah. I get revelation that it's not the man I'm tapping into. Yeah. It's the yeah. gift of God that's on his life. Yeah. Then when I speak to him, I'm going to start harvesting yeah. that supernatural gifting yeah. in my life. Yeah. So yeah. it's not some sort of bureaucratic title. We don't yeah. care yeah. about titles here, except that God gave that to pastor and has mm-hmm. separated him into that office yeah. of a pastor. And there's a gifting for me. It's yeah. not just, and it's not just me. It's no. anybody yeah. in those offices. So you see that, for example... Yeah. Yeah, that's a great scripture. Ashley put up. We we no. He says, "No, no man after the flesh." Well, in other the, words, you know him after the spirit. Yeah. You see the spiritual side of that. Well, and yeah. honoring, you know, if you honor the prophet, you get the prophet's reward. Well, that's what I was going to go to. Yeah. So that scripture, Matthew ten forty one, whoever welcomes prophet in the name of a prophet yep. will receive a prophet's reward. So this is a this is basically like a formula. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You will. You will get the reward of the office of a prophet yeah. when you receive the man yeah. in the name of his office. Yeah. Right? So if you, in other words, whoever receives a, a person who feel a person who yeah. feels the role of a prophet in the name which is designating the authority of the office in the yeah. name of a prophet will get the supernatural prophetic mm-hmm. reward. Yeah. Well, you can put in that blank. You could put apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher in that blank. And so if you receive them in that way. So, for example, a really good example of this is the people at Nazareth didn't see Jesus as the Messiah. They saw him, and that says it, as Joseph's son, yep. and he could mm-hmm. do no mighty work there. So they just yeah. saw the man after the flesh. They just saw the man after the yeah. flesh. But then uh, blind Barnabas said, son of David. He connected Jesus to the prophecy about the Messiah, the anointed one, and he got the anointed one that day. Such a great example. He got the anointed one. So the people in Nazareth that grew up with him and were familiar with him and saw him as friend and son of Joseph and buddy, they just got a man that visited their town that did a little bit of good work. Well, Jesus went to the very next town and healed them all. He went from there to Capernaum and he healed them all. Same man, same anointing, different approach to the person because one of them saw him in one office, one in the other. One other thing about that is where Jesus says this, he says, um, and and it's not like, so like I've never told anybody like you need to call me pastor. Never, no. no. But this is important to teach this because yeah. in their heart, when they get there, they start receiving on the different level. Yes, sir. And so uh, the other thing that you see is that Jesus makes this statement to the disciples. He says, and now I call you friend. Now I call you friend. So what that shows me uh, is that the superior is the one who designates the friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the, the disciple 
should never designate the friendship because Jesus didn't. It wasn't friend till God said it. Yeah. And when the superior designated the friendship, yeah. that's how it should be. But what we've done in our society is we we have that friend first where we should have that spiritual person first. Yeah. It's not, I, we don't have the authority to designate the friendship yeah. with the superior in that way. And the word says this, that the lesser is blessed by the greater. So if we, you'll hear the statement that it's all level at the cross. That was true. At the cross, it is all level. But beyond the cross, it's not level. Yeah. There are people that God has placed in positions of authority and the lesser is blessed by the greater. Yeah. If there's not a greater, then there is no blessing. So if I just see everybody around me, if I saw Brother Tracy and Pastor JB and Dr. Rodney and Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. as peers and yeah. as, just as other people called into the ministry, yeah. I couldn't receive a blessing from them because mm-hmm. my heart doesn't see them as greater, yeah. right? But I do see them as greater, so that I get blessed by them all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's because of that honor in that way. So that's a short that's a short answer to all of that. I hope that helps you. So, amen. He goes, okay, wow, new revelation. Thank you. Never seen it this way. Most people don't. And, and you've had many leaders who have forced leadership yeah. and forced control. And because they've forced control, because they've done that, many people have shied away from that. But it's that statement, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. In other words, just because somebody's done it wrong or the water's dirty, there still yeah. might be some truth in yeah. there. You don't just throw the whole principle out, yeah. right? You don't, you don't want to just throw out the whole principle of submission yeah. and authority because then actually you get involved in losing grace and all kinds of stuff by doing that. And when we, when we see that, uh, when we actually see that in operation, uh, in the spirit, it's so big. It's such a part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And it's a part of the blessing. It's a part of releasing the anointing. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have that anointing because they've seen uh, their leaders as just mere men, you know, and they become familiar with them and uh, they, they start not receiving. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Glory to God. Good Amen. question. So hallelujah. We love you so very much. We are way, way past time, but it was good. That time yeah. went. So fast. So uh, if you would like to give today and to sow, you're welcome to. And that, what we just talked about, that plays into sowing. So if all you see is just other men doing things of man, and that, well, they're just men, then you're going to sow to a man in your heart, right? But when you see that person in an office and they're the blessed, they're the greater, and they're the one carrying a blessing. When you sow, you sow with an expectation. Yes. And your whole yes. expectation changes Amen. in that way. And now you don't receive just a little harvest. You receive a supernatural harvest. Yeah. So all of that that we just talked about plays into it as well yeah. uh, because you're sowing differently. Like I'm not just sowing into a, a legal corporation, nonprofit corporation. I'm sowing into a work of the kingdom of God. Yeah. This is a supernatural seed into a yeah. supernatural uh, church of God, into a supernatural man that God's placed in the office of that. And then you release it supernaturally, you receive supernaturally. Because how we sow, we reap. And so yeah. now I have a supernatural expectation of that harvest in a different way. Yeah. 
And so as you're sowing today, uh, we just praise God for you. Thank you for partnering with us. It's not just Lunch Plus. There's stuff, we were going over the calendar yesterday. <laughs> There's stuff happening all over the place. Yeah. And uh, God is using this ministry to get his good word out. And if you choose to partner with us, uh, you are actually connected to that grace that comes on your yeah. life. And uh, so we just pray that that grace is everything yeah. and meets every need. Father, let everyone that's sowing and a part of this ministry be blessed in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I just Amen. see some of those things that have been holding up. I see them falling down in your yeah. life. That's what I was laughing at is like the devil's tried so hard to hold you back. But that ain't working anymore. He yeah. is not holding you back. He's yeah. not getting you to uh, get you to kill yourself with your words. No, your words are going to bring life in Jesus' yeah. name, right? You're not just giving away and and all of a sudden that money's going. No, that's that money is a seed and a yeah. supernatural harvest is coming. The devil's tried so hard, and as we yeah. get the revelation of the word. Uh, we just start kicking down this little house built out of cards, and that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so glory to God. That's who you are. That's what you're growing into, a mighty man and woman yeah. of God, filled with his goodness and his glory, and you're seeing it come to pass now. And if you believe that in the comments, I want you to give me some hands up, shout amen, hallelujah, fire, whatever it is you feel like doing. We love you.